It's the Hoffman Show, hour number two on the Team 980. Never read the comments coming up at 5.30. Dave Johnson on the Wizards here on a Wizards game day on your home for Wizards basketball at 6.15. But right now, 5 o'clock means it's time for Not My Beat. Today's top story from the perspective of someone who's there. You are looking live. This just in. Not My Beat. Our guest today is a pleasure uh, to welcome him back to the show. We had him on this summer. He's our go-to guy when anything Bay Area touches the DMV. It is Bonte Hill from 95.7 The Game out in San Fran. Bonte, what's up, man? Welcome back to the show. What's up, Craig? Long time no talk, man. Hope you're doing well. Uh, Doing as best as we can here, just in the midst of a coaching and GM search instead of, you know, what you guys get to do, which is talk about playoff football, which is... Which is nice, um, but we got there's so many barrier ties all of a sudden as the commanders are looking at Adam Peters and the guy doing the looking is Bob Myers, uh, which is certainly unexpected. Let's start off with Peters uh, real quick. Like when when did he first get on your radar? Because John Lynch is obviously the head guy out there. Kyle Shanahan's probably the most important person in the organization. But the more I learn about Adam Peters, it seems like he's pretty high on that list. Yeah, we, he got on our radar basically before the 2019 season, because we're trying to figure out what does John Lynch do? Is he just the face of the franchise? Is he the guy who goes to the podium? Is he the guy that goes out and scout, looks at players? Now, he does do all that, but Adam Peters is tied at the hip. Adam Peters does all the dirty work, and it's a reason why the Niners have keep giving them titles, right? You know, he was a scouter. You know, you're the GM now. You know, we're going to give you a better title. We're going to give you a race because they do not want him to leave the building. He is that important. You think about some of the draft picks and all the draft picks here. You know, Ray Carthons with the Tennessee Titans. He gets some credit there. But a lot of people think Adam Peters is the secret sauce to everything that's happened with San Francisco. So uh, he's been high up on their list. Uh, they, he's been interviewed for jobs, it seems like, the last three to four years. And, you know, it's just – I think a lot of Niner fans, a lot of people around here think that it's just a matter of time before Adam Peters gets a job that he wants. And look, I think he wanted the San Francisco job. There was rumors about John Lynch going into television or back into television. Last season, was it last season, Craig, or the year before it, he jumped on my show and he said, he told us how Amazon basically came to his house. It was like, look, we watch you. We watch you. And they offered him a boatload of money. But the job wasn't finished in San Francisco in terms of winning the Super Bowl. He's upside in the extension, which obviously blocks out of Peters from being a head honcho. He's one of the draft board, doing all the scouting and orchestrating all the scouting. So he's a guy that the Niners love. He's a guy that the media loves. Um, he's a guy who's considered, like, you know, you look think about some of the articles that have been published ever since Adam, Adam Peters was on the commander's list. And there's articles saying the Niners can't afford to lose Adam Peters. That's how important he is. So if he does become the GM or president of football operations with the Washington Commanders, I think he got a good one. Now I told you that about Jordan Poole, and that hasn't really worked out. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna come back to to your Jordan Poole statement. I feel like we need to revisit that. You sold us a lemon on that one, but we'll we'll circle back to Jordan Poole by the end of this, Bonte. Don't you don't you think I've I forgotten that? But, uh, but, Hey, no, I know you haven't forgotten that. I'm sure everybody <laughs> in the DMV hasn't forgotten him. <laughs> when he came to Chase Center back on September 22nd, I said, boy, that's not the same guy I recognize. But anyway, Adam Peters is he is a good guy. Now, obviously, it's going to go by who he hires as coach, who they draft as players, who your quarterback's going to be, especially in that division where the Eagles and Cowboys sit in. But Adam Peters is a guy that the 49ers have tried to keep in this organization for many, many years, and that says a lot about Adam. Uh 
Yes, for sure. And uh, I want to follow up on the uh, ability for them to keep him out there versus coming here in a second. But Anthony, can you put Bonte on hold real quick and see if his phone uh, is, is I, that's not just in my headphones. Uh, Bonte's phone is clicking real bad on us uh, to make it a little easier for everyone to listen. See if we can get a refresh on that. Again, uh, the, the kind of situation out in San Francisco is that Adam Peters has risen up through the organization, but ultimately he can't be the top guy as long as Lynch is there. And the question I'll ask Bonte in a second when we get him back on the horn here, uh, hopefully with a, a clearer and better connection, uh, is what kind of steps are left for Peters out in San Francisco and has maybe Peters realized that he can't get it any other way. Like he's going to have to leave. That realization happens for a lot of people at a lot of different points in their careers where you just go, if I'm going to do this, I have to go somewhere else. Um, and there was a, like, that's kind of how Eric Bieniemy wound up here. Um, of course, EB took like kind of a lateral move, uh, OC to OC. Obviously, you got to be a play caller here. But for a guy as Bonte is back with us, um, Bonte, my question would be like, can is there room still to promote Peters and keep him in San Francisco? Or do you feel like he's reached the point where he realizes he's going to have to go because he's never going to be able to get out from under John Lynch, even if they, you know, they've promoted Lynch already and they could promote Peters right. as well? Yeah, he's, I mean, unless they give him GM-type money, I think that's the only thing that's going to keep him here at this point. I think he's reached his ceiling in terms of titles because of John Lynch. And you think about some of the players that I was mentioning, some of the players he's credited for, guys like George Kittle. I think he's a pretty good tight end. DJ Jones, who turned out to be a good uh, defensive tackle, now with the Broncos. DJ Reed, a solid DB. Jordan Greenlaw, who's considered one of the nastiest linebackers of all the football. You think about Diamond Lenore, Talanoa Hufanga. Elijah Mitchell, and last but not least, Brock Purdy. Um, Peters gets credited with a lot of those discoveries here, so uh, as well as Brian Greasy when it comes to Brock Purdy. But Peters, as an assistant GM, he can go nowhere else uh, in terms of job status and job title because Lynch is here. So it's about time, and we've been bracing for this out here in the Bay Area of Adam Peters moving on uh, to another organization. Bonte Hill is with us, 95-7 the game out in the Bay Area. He's with us, of course, here on the Hoffman Show, which you can also catch live on the free Odyssey app and streaming live on YouTube at the Team 980. So uh, we all expected Monday to be a busy day for us here uh, with Ron Rivera was going to get fired. Like, we knew that. And then Bob Myers gets brought on to this search committee, and we're all like, well, that's that's a curveball we didn't expect. What was your uh, reaction when you heard the news? And had you guys heard anything out there? Because I was kind of funny. I was telling uh, Anthony, my producer, earlier. Uh, or actually, no, I was telling uh, our last guest, Michael Phillips, about this. Like, Zach Lowe was on his podcast saying, like, oh, yeah, I heard about this. And it's like, why would I listen to Zach Lowe on an NFL story? Well, because he works with a guy that's now right. advising. Um, but sometimes, you know, because it's it's where he used to work. Had you guys heard any rumblings about this? And, and, and what's your reaction mm -hmm. to Myers? Uh, helping Josh Harris out find the, the new front office executive. No, it was a bombshell for sure. We hadn't heard anything about it. Even Steve Kerr joined our station yesterday, and he says he talks to Bob Myers pretty frequently, and he hadn't mentioned anything to him. So we were kind of like, whoa, what's going on here? Now, we know Bob Myers is going to be with the organization sooner rather than later. I don't see him being a life at ESPN in terms of being the basketball analyst or being on a call for a color analyst during a basketball game, but this was different. This was different. Now, I'm still not exactly sure what he's going to be doing outside of advising. 
Is he going to have a prominent role during the next football season? Is this kind of a one-and-done, hey, help us get ahead, coach. Thank you for your services. But it is interesting to me that I think back at it, he does go to a lot of 49er games, and he does have a great relationship with John Lynch. And, you know, even Farhan Jai, there's rumors that, hey, John Lynch reached out to Bob Byers for this advice, um, especially when it came to, to, to money and contract extensions for other players. Other organizations have reached out to him. He was a former agent, of course, a former agent to a lot of players in this league. So it was definitely a bobshell. Again, I don't know what his role gonna, is going to be after the coaching hire, but it is very intriguing how much how much juice Bob Myers has. And personally, you're not going to find a better guy. Um, yeah, I used to do weeklies with him on my show. He, he's as good as they get uh, in terms of being personable, personable transparent. Uh, Bob Myers is really good. I think, you know, having him on this board, having him – kind of quiz coaches and being alongside Rick Spielman there. It's not a bad thing. And I like that the commanders are doing this. They're doing they're exhausting all options to get this higher right. This starts a new chapter of Washington professional football. So I, I don't think you could go wrong here. But I do I do wonder, Craig, what is his role going to be once you do hire the head coach? Is he still going to be around? Is he going to be in a suite? Is he going to have a role in the organization moving forward? That one is still confusing to me. Yeah, I mean, it seems unclear now at this time. And, you know, Josh Harris basically said, you know, Spielman's here to help hire the the coach of the GM. Myers is going to advise me personally. So it just sounds like, you know, if you call your friends sometimes to get advice, and Bob Myers is a great friend to have, and uh, maybe it's kind of accepted that certain people are allowed to call Bob and get advice. I don't know. I want Bob Myers as a friend uh, to be able to call for advice. Yeah. Everything I've ever heard about the guy is that he's like the best friend you could ever have. Uh, and let me tell you, true story, Craig. I, I was, so I, I double bond radio and, and television, right? I do the Warriors pre and post game. Right. It was during my first year. And I get a random call from, actually, it was during the pandemic. And this was when there was a lot of things going on in the world, you know, uh, pro-lease brutality, and there was a lot of rioting and strike, and all kind of that. It was a mess, right? Bob Myers just called me for a random Saturday 30-minute conversation as a white guy to try to relate to what a black guy goes through. Later on that year, I'm doing television for the first time, and he just randomly calls me for about 45 minutes and says, you know, what's your goal? What's your, what's your goal in the next five years? That's the type of dude this guy, is. this guy is. He knows everything you do. He knows all about your family. He wants to know about your family. He wants to know about your personal life. It's always a personal relationship. That's the type of guy we're talking about. And, oh, by the way, he helped work with straight four championships when he go to state warriors. So uh, he's as good a person as I've ever met in the professional sporting world. No hands down. One of those ones that's a legit human being. And you know what? We miss him with the Warriors. We miss him in this organization. And we miss him in this region, man. Some of us are kind of like, wow, he's going over football. He's going to the commanders. They have on the East Coast team, really? But Bob is as good as they get, Craig. That's a phenomenal story. And that tracks with everything I've ever heard from him, podcast interviews, whatever else, and everything I've ever heard about him. That's awesome. Thanks for thanks for sharing that. Bonte Hill with us, 95-7 the game. And and last thing, I hate to, after you share that awesome personal story with us, I hate to bring up the Jordan Poole thing to wrap up here. But but you you were like, man, you guys are getting a great, great player. Like he's gonna rebound. You were so confident. And like I understand why. Like, when you're in this business, there are some times when you get stuff wrong, and it happens. It happens to all of us. But I, I would guess I would say, like, what has not worked here in Washington for Jordan that you thought he would be able to turn around when he left? I just thought, you know, when I watched him December 22nd, and he was trying so hard against the Warriors, he went like 7-21. And I see a player who's slipping 
who's turning the ball over, who doesn't take great shots. I see a player where I'm saying to myself, boy, psychologically, I'm not sure he could get back to where he was at during the championship season because of what transpired last trade he kept. The effect that that has had on his life, I, I underestimated that because, look, man, we could all play back to Kermit Washington plus Rudy Tomjanovich. Rudy Tomjanovich basically was never heard of as a player ever again. But the damage that that punch did to Jordan Poole, I still think it has linger effects. I see the way he plays. Like he, during that championship season, Craig, every 17 points per game during his first postseason. We see a lot of guys when they enter their first postseason, whether it's football, whether it's baseball, whether it's basketball, they, they struggle. You know, lights get brighter. There's a lot more pressure. But he thrived. And for sure, he had his clunkers during that run. But he thrived for the most part. But that punch, when it happened, and I thought, man, maybe it changed the scenery. His whole team, boy, he's going to bounce back in a major way. He's going to be that 20 to 24 point game score that we all thought he could be out here on the West Coast. But he just doesn't look happy. He just doesn't, you know, you see the hair, even just the body language, the haircut. What he, like, he was the king of swag out here. You know what I'm saying? He was, he was playing to the crowd. He was a fan favorite. We were having pool parties. And the fact that I just don't see that. And I just think back to that day. He has never been the same human being. He's a little more guarded. Now, I'm not sure how many interviews he's got out there in D.C., but he just doesn't seem like – and then the player on the court. Oh, my God, the shot selection, the passing, the lack of passing, the, the horrible defense. Oh, man, I, I feel bad for you guys because I did show you guys the limit right now. Now, do I think <laughs> he can turn around at some point? Yes, I do. But, boy, I think we're finding out that – Leading a team and being the face of the franchise, yeah, that might not be it. That might not be it for him. On a championship team, they need to be your third, fourth, or fifth option. But as a number one or a number two, yeah, that's going to be a struggle yeah. for him, especially right now being so young. I mean, it's been it's been horrible to watch. I feel bad for you guys. I'm like cringing every time I watch highlights. And, you know, I have a vested interest because Vlad Wright is a guy who plays junior college basketball out here in San Francisco. So mm-hmm. I always watch his games. He, he came through here. He was one of the best Juco players I've ever seen before he went out to Utah. So I, I do have a sickness in watching the games a lot. And, yeah, it's not pretty. It's not pretty at all, Craig. Yeah, and I think the thing that, that like, miffs me with Jordan specifically is – like you talked when when you came on at the, the deadline or at the draft, uh, that's when it yeah. was uh, when that trade happened. You were like, "Look, he's kind of misunderstood as a person. Like he cares, he works, and yeah. all summer long, that's all I heard. And I don't doubt it. And and I've heard from like reporters right. that go in the locker room, like he still cares a lot. What I don't get is how that guy with that character watches himself on defense and goes, "Yeah, I'm doing it." It's like there's just yeah. a disconnect of the guy on the court and the guy off the court that needs to be fundamentally yeah. repaired. And like it, it, playing defense, in the NBA is hard as hell. Like these guys are right. so good, right. but like, I yep. just, I watch him like navigate screens and like the stuff that you have to try to do to be even remotely decent at defense in the league. And I just can't imagine being in a film session and being him and watching it and going, I'm doing it guys. I, I it's right yeah. there. It's like, no, no, it's not. Yeah. Yeah, forget the plus-minus and having the worst plus-minus in the league. I don't know how you can play defense with your hands down, which we saw a lot of last year in the Bay Area. It's like, you got to move your feet, and he does have good feet, yet it looks like his feet on defense is stuck in cement. It's like, dude, where's your lateral movement? You have it. It's in there. And defense at some point is just a pride thing because you're right. Play defense against 
these athletes in the NBA is hard. It's very difficult. They're fast. They're the great. They're possibly the greatest athletes on this on this world on this planet. And it, it is you're not going to stop a lot of guys. These guys get buckets. Can you make it difficult? Can you fight through a screen? Can you be a little more physical? And we started to see that last year. And I just thought maybe I was a loop. Maybe you know you can call me dumb, but I, I just thought maybe a change of scenery after what transpired last year with this organization, with them basically siding with Draymond. You see what's going on with Draymond now. Maybe he will be better, and it hasn't translated. He's like forgot that, hey, there's another end of the floor. You have to go play defense and be on the other side of the floor. So that's been atrocious. I'm sure, and, and, and you're right. Those film sessions must be cringeworthy for not only him, but the rest of the team saying, wait a minute, we traded for him to make him one of the faces of our franchise? Right. And this is what we're getting? And the lack of assist numbers, and it, it's, it's painful to watch. And look, there's a human element to this. I do think, I do think there's going to be, like, I do think there's some psychological damage. Maybe therapy needs to happen. Maybe he needs to talk to somebody. Maybe he's already talking to somebody because whenever right. he goes on the internet to this day, even on our show, Craig, to this day, we're in January of 2024. Everybody still talks about the clutch. It's yeah. not going anywhere. And it certainly ain't leaving the internet. Right. Well, and that's the thing is it's still like that punch, not just for Jordan, but for Draymond, for the Warriors. You know, there's so much fracture within that organization of how everything went down. The fact that they never really found out who leaked it. Like, I follow what's going on out, out there yeah. quite a bit. And I, I know that it's been a, a large looming thing that really just changed what was a happy, joyful 10-year run almost in an instant. Uh, Bonte Hill, uh, 95-7 the game also, uh, as as you heard, uh, pre and post for the Warriors on TV uh, if you're ever watching on League Pass. Bonte, always great to catch up, man. Love when the news crosses in a way that we can do this. Appreciate your time yeah. as always. Likewise, Craig. And by the way, you got some breaking news, man. Yeah, I, I, I see that. Uh, so I'm going to let you go so we can get to that. Appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> No problem, Craig. Happy New Year to everybody out there in the DMV area. Appreciate you, Bonte. That is Bonte Hill, 95-7 the game. And as Bonte said, there is about as big of breaking news out of college football as you could imagine. We'll tell you what it is and have a quick reaction before never read the comments next.